Confine yourself to your role, Domingo. Lose the attitude. This meeting is being recorded. Does everyone sign that <laughs> consent waiver I just sent out? Uh, I just assume just robots talk to speak me. softly in the worst feature that they have recording added. Recording in progress. It's better than just like mysteriously just seeing a red dot appear. But your like, soul belongs barely. to me. If you do not complete your podcast within one hour, you will never leave. <laughs> this machine will self-disrupt. <laughs> Your mission, should you choose to accept it, podcast about the television show Community for a minimum of 70 episodes. <laughs> and we can do it. All right. Uh, let's do it. Mary Fuck Kill, Ira Glass, <laughs> Terry Gross, and... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the old guy. Yeah, the old guy. All right. Kill the old guy. Uh, done. <laughs> done. Uh, mm. Mary what? Terry, fuck Ira. <laughs> this this dose of ageism brought to you by. Talk about some fresh air. <laughs> it, they're NPR. They're all old. It's just who is the oldest. <laughs> so if you've seen Terry Gross, that's your criteria, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, uh, that's. Uh, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Terry Gross lately, but it's sort of a race to the end. You know, it's not. It's not who is the most virile, really, youthful NPR. Really living up to the last name, huh? Mm. Nah, she. She all right. Are you gonna leave this Terry Gross slander in the episode, or absolutely but, no? But all slander stays in the episode. I feel really bad because I literally don't know who this person is, and I feel like that's worse than everything Kevin has said. Wait, sure. If this was Terry the first Gross. time this had happened, then it would be a problem, but it's not, and it's okay. Uh, that's <laughs> true. You often talk about things that I don't know. Jesse, Jesse, do you know who Terry? What's his last name? Terry Gross. Is it he? And it's not a he. Bad start. See, look at me. I just, I'm like, so I'm doing dope. the thing I hate when people do is I just gendered a stranger. You just gendered fresh airs, Terry Gross. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. How dare? How dare? Yeah. Truly, how dare? The audacity. Truly, how dare? Jesse, do you know who this person is? No, I tried to pitch my own, um, my own podcast crush, but I got the wrong enterprise. It's actually from New York Times. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I, I, the only thing that's running through my head is the um, Jesse. You know this really intimately. Uh, is uh, Kiki Palmer saying, "I'm sorry to this man's family. I don't know who this man is." Well, I know it intimately. Sorry because that to was this my man. Meme. Yeah, it was your meme. You were on that, that set, meme. and they yeah. you authorized. You were it. on that set. I authorized oh, wow. that meme. Are you allowed like, to talk about this? Yeah, I never signed any NDAs at Congress. Hell yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, remember how we used to talk about on Hamill Minute, like. Mm-hmm. How I had a, a like a ambiguous relationship to Jeb Bush. Indeed. So that so that rolls over into this story <laughs> where I was the tabloid set. rags had a field That's day. An ambiguous your, relationship. Your relationship with Jeb Bush. With Jeb Bush. I don't it's think like, anyone's had a relationship with Jeb Bush. That's a behind closed doors relationship with Jeb Bush. His Absolutely own father not. has an ambiguous relationship with him. <laughs> Nobody with the name Jeb has any endeavors that aren't ambiguous. Jeb. <laughs> Exclamation! Um, it's point. a great name. Okay, let's. So great, you put an exclamation point after it when you're running for office. Sorry, Cat, you were and talking about Jeb Bush. Your illicit affair with Jeb Bush. 
Uh, No, we never had an affair. That would be probably illegal in America. Would you say that you Um, were ghost riding the jib? I was not, but I I would say other members of my family have assumed similar roles, um, but it's ambiguous. So the ambiguity in which I am to that person um, was made privy to the producers of this particular set, but they were the only two producers I ever worked with that knew this thing about me. And um, they were like, hey, Kiki's on set today. Um, We're gonna do this. We're gonna try to do this joke, Um, but we wanted to run it by you first, which that was the last, the first and last time that anything was ever run by me on set. (laughs) No one ever wanted my opinion. Never what was the anything. what was the paper of record you were working for here? Sorry, what who were you, who what what uh, media entity publication were you working for? Uh, Vanity Fair, and so Vanity Fair. Okay. yeah, and so part of they um, they were like, so we're gonna like show Kiki a bunch of pictures of people, and she's mm-hmm. gonna have to like say if she knows who they are or not. And one of them is Dick Cheney. Is that okay with you? And I was like. <laughs> close personal friend to Jamie. You and I go way back. I was like, I fucking hate that man. Like I hope I hope she, you know, roasts him. And then she did, and the rest is history. Dick Cheney, that part that Christian Bale played? Is my that... favorite yes. thing about oh my, God. my favorite thing about Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney was his thanks, his speech at the Golden Globes or whatever, where he thanked fucking Satan. For his inspiration to play Dick Cheney. <laughs> I remember, I can't, and then I the can't. Satanist church was like, uh, hold on. Satan's They're like, not that I, bad. no, literally, that's literally anytime someone's like, man, this, that man, that, oh, that, I don't, like, that's the devil. And I'm like, I personally find that offensive to Satan. Me like, and the devil are tight, okay? You can't we're just close. <laughs> we're close. We're close. I've got my, my, I won't get into it. We, we're close. I'll leave it at that. I've made you some some <laughs> fan art. Is Satan uh, like off camera going like no no? Again. <laughs> I I did sign an NDA, so I can't talk about <laughs> in it. Regards to Satan. <laughs> regarding my relationship with Satan, yes. Um, you signed I think, some. Like, I think saying I have a relationship contracts. with Satan is already a yeah. little bit too much as far Jace, as what I'm allowed to. Yeah, you're Jace more like the music benefits. Jay saw the music video I can't, I can't for Montero. Confirm and or deny that claim. Like, excuse me. Who Jay is saw the music video for Montero and was like, "This was supposed to be a secret." Excuse me. Are we talking oh, so about public the Montero shoes? with knots? There's like three conversations happening. Yeah, Indeed. that's what. That's how this works. That's the that's the podcast. The beginning yeah. of every podcast episode is just the social. Is <laughs> three conversations opening. happening? It's impressive because with like just a, two more folks online, it's. It's more than doubled the insanity. It's kind of impressive how those numbers work. Should we have like a like a pass the mic stick or like a cheer stick so that no. we all know when? Okay, <laughs> right. no, 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 I refuse. You no, got it, babe. utter chaos. <laughs> if something comes in, you just jump on it. Okay, if this, if you, you know, the steak just gets thrown in the middle of the circle of five dogs, and whichever dog gets on it first gets to have the steak. Just, I have not been socialized to do well in this situation um but that's i will true. i will persevere yeah kevin for an episode about queerness that's pretty anti-queer of you i don't know, I don't know. is it yeah it is but we'll we'll see what happens and it'll be a learning <laughs> I, I mean 
now, now I'm legitimately curious. And if this is one of those Kevin got egg on his face, but he leaves it in the episode situations. Well, we've done a few of those before. So, uh, can you el- elaborate for I'd me if you want? I'd rather just watch, I'd rather watch the yolk drip and then we'll revisit. We'll revisit. Understand. Kevin, I'll, I'll, can someone I'll explain? The... Can someone Kevin. explain why there's yolk on my face? <laughs> I will explain later when it's not taking up time for talking about this fabulous episode. This yeah. fabulous episode. Oh, that sounds like someone just wants to dive on in. Well, I... Why would you think that? Short answer... <laughs> it's only been seven minutes. Seven minutes Yeah, but I also made us late. Short answer, yes. Okay, well, that's great. Because this is, of course, Advanced Community Studies, a podcast <laughs> where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show community one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast in the Yahoo <coughs> Screen <coughs> Podcasting Network. Yahoo! Ooh. Sponsored yeah. by AOL. I... <laughs> Sponsored by uh, MSN Mail. Uh, American and, uh, Online. America Online. Do y'all remember uh, Instant Messenger? Did any of y'all What have, was everyone's like, screen name? Yeah, I was gonna about to ask. What, does anybody have an embarrassing screen name? I grew up poor, so I didn't have that shit. <laughs> I, I, uh, Caleb's answer, C, also. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Ed? I had an I had an aim, but I yeah. would rather not revisit my screen name if I can't avoid it. <laughs> I'll, I'll toss mine in there. I had uh, Sparky JJ one two three four five. Whoa! Because there were there were already fifty thousand Sparky. You know JJ. the thing is, the thing is, I don't even think that I literally was just like I need numbers. I'm gonna put one two three four five. I like did the whole. Internet thing people for have no reason. Numbers. I probably could have just said Sparky JJ and it would have worked, but I was like, nah. <laughs> we do all the numbers. You gotta fit in. Jesse Cat, what was yours? Yeah, you Um so the cool girls had um animals and either like soda or candy. And so there was already like Reese's Pieces gal was like taken and stuff, and so Damn, I was that's Kitty the prime cats. one. <laughs> I was Kitty Cats for Sprite, which is like a <laughs> You now just, Kit like, Kat, where did that factor into this? Was yeah, there was already like I don't know, there were already there was a popular kid named Kit that everyone had a crush on, so like oh, I couldn't that's do that. Just didn't work. Damn. Yeah, now. we only had like a few months where I was really in the running to date Kit, but I never actually made it past like the the next tier. You were not. You did not make it to the point where the two of you were sort of a one bar kind of situation that could then. Yeah, we didn't. Um, I was gonna say the snack that smiles back. I don't remember the Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> give me a break. Uh, break me up a piece. Cat, of give me a break. break. I was never given a. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> my break never came, and uh, it's my, my big, big break. break. We were on a break. Everyone loves friends on this podcast, notoriously. Uh, oh, Joe, or, or the oh. idea of like having them. Oh, you're speaking for us on this particular <laughs> the like, Friends know. series. Yeah, well, we all the... love Friends. Yeah, we all love Friends. Which of the Friends are we? And which NPR host would we fuck? <laughs> this we've is my just, personality We've test. just managed to turn into a BuzzFeed quiz instead of a podcast tonight. Great. So look at us that's, go. That's my end oh, goal. Man. I am, in fact, a dry guy. I would be so proud. I'm yeah. a... I don't know. I think I'm a... Maybe I'm a Miranda, but or maybe I'm a Carrie. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Miranda. You know, when it comes to friends, I might be a Miranda, or I might be a Leonardo, or hmm, 
Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm uh, a Leslie Nope, honestly. Yeah, of the Friends cast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, I'm Patrick Brewster uh, uh, from the Friends cast. Uh, but I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. And I'll say, oh, my uh, pronouns are he, him. And uh, I'll say it's a form of progress. 30 years ago, the most power the openly gay could hope to achieve is the center square. <laughs> Oh, is it Jeez. me? Oh yeah, my gosh, next. whoa, it's We've, me. Uh, 70 episodes in, you're second. <laughs> well, okay, there's two extra people. I didn't know if we were doing anything like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? I'm Jace. <laughs> I love that my intro is becoming more and more like a fucked up YouTube exposition. Yo, what's time. up, fam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to steal Jesse Cat's joke in the hopes that they do it. Um, but uh, I use they, them pronouns. And... Um, yeah, did you, uh, so as far as animals that have wings, yes, birds have wings, but so do insects! <laughs> um, so there's, <laughs> there's that, did I miss something? Am I forgetting how these intros go? It's no, been a minute, I, I, that's, that's, I've done my job. your own head okay. for no reason. <laughs> I, it's groovy, awesome, it's been a fucking, bat, these couple weeks, it's, yeah, anyway... Someone else speak, please. <laughs> I'm the third host, the daddy host, the hostess with the mostest kids. The pause is important. Uh, and I don't know. I'm a waste of a soul-shaped hole forgotten by God. Oh. Oh, that line hurts. Fucking <laughs> burn. It's such a fucking burn. I love it. Uh, and uh, we are yeah. uh, joined by two wonderful guests uh, this week because I wanted to have a sort of um, on this episode that delves into a particularly like modern set of queer issues. Um, I wanted to have sort of a, <laughs> a queer roundtable uh, of of people who might have interesting perspectives. Uh, so uh, why don't y'all introduce yourselves and we can start with Ed. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Ed. I use they them pronouns and I'm the host of the Save Greendale Committee, also about community and uh i am at a total loss about what to learn what lesson to learn from any of this <laughs> that's the most appropriate quote maybe <laughs> welcome to the show you're already prepared for yeah great none of us know what we're doing uh, at any point exhibit a uh, uh, uh jesse cat why don't you go next Hi, I'm Jesse Cat Scott, professionally Cat Scott from the Hamble Minute Patreon podcast, still available on Kevin's Patreon. And I use they them pronouns. And what was the icebreaker? We usually try and integrate some sort of quote from the episode. Into oh, um, I guess it was gay doesn't even begin to cover it that's that's spot on for you for sure (laughs) i'm not openly anything and gay doesn't begin to cover it yeah Uh, what does he describe it as like two sevenths of his identity Uh, approximately two sevenths of (laughs) what what he is which i i must say like as a math nerd what's everyone seven what are my everyone seven Ooh, give yourself identifiers (laughs) label yourself seven times (laughs) Great. Love labels. They're my favorite. Kevin, <laughs> you go first. Go mind. for it. Do <laughs> it. Okay, great. Because I spoke up first. Okay. Label one. Bisexual. Label two. Hi. Are these labels I want or labels I just have? <laughs> you have complete you can... control over the labels yeah. you put on yourself. Yeah. Only right. you can label yourself. Nobody else can. Okay. Bye. Uh, Hot. Love that Filmmaker. Uh, human being. The double meaning in regards to community. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
let's see here. Let's sum up uh, my entire life. Uh, here th- we got four uh, yeah, more. We're at three. Bad start. Um, <laughs> they don't okay. need to be like all that serious if you don't want them to be. That's okay. You know, uh, I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Um, I know a lot about signs and what they mean. And um, astrology fan. You got one more. Yeah, astrology fan number one. Uh, and you know, I can probably do ten push-ups without stopping. <laughs> Moderately athletic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ed, do you want to go next? Do I really have to? <laughs> I apparently as, as the primary committed host. to this, we don't need to. I can go. Uh, I'll go next. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> trans, Jewish, percussionist, theater doer, goer. That's I'll put it. I'll put go inside of do. You know what I mean? That's two. Yeah, I guess. Your yeah, verse. Okay. Goer, you, doer, you. Uh, theater maker. <laughs> what a third one. They're all just theater something. Um, uh, theater recent, ghost. Ooh, I've got one. Recent video game player. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Why'd you say that like you were done? You've got like three more. <laughs> no, that was said. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I think theater ma- doer, goer, and maker were three, so I kind of cheated a little bit. How is we- doer and maker yeah, different? Those feel too similar. Jace builds theaters by well, hand. No, Jace, <laughs> Jace going town to town. No, no I, I, as in like I perform, but I also write. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Mm, okay. 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 A little sketchy. <laughs> Jesse Cat, Caleb, Ed, someone go someone go next. We gotta do I'll this. I'll go. Fuck it. I'll go. We uh, don't have to. Well, I'm committed to this. Yeah. I want it. It's Jace keeps late, using have. Jace keeps using now. must. I am not. <laughs> it's an episode about uh, queerness, and queerness is about defying labels, so we should label ourselves. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm a journalist. I'm a voice actor. Uh, I'm a game developer. I'm a father, I'm a mm, husband, and I have a not inconsequentially sized crush on all the Chris's from the Marvel Universe, but Chris Pratt. Damn, got him. Honestly, that's that's a good, that's a good, that's good. That's a good stance. stance. (laughs) And Chris Pine, who should be in the Marvel Universe, but isn't. No, he's in the DC Extended Universe. He's just been carrying, they've been forcing him to carry (laughs) Wonder Woman movies. Right, Hopefully it'll great. transfer over. We'll imagine if you hadn't said like father. Just imagine <laughs> if you hadn't said it. I was waiting for it. I thought it was gonna I be was the prepared. first one. I, I was like, I was like hey, okay. what's up? I'm the daddy host, but don't you ever call me a father. <laughs> <laughs> well, father should also be combined with husband. I just I'm a family yeah, man. Not necessarily. Hey, Those are two very distinct guy. differences. I'm a family guy. <laughs> Yeah. Lucky, there's a family guy. Lucky, what do you know? Uh, Ed and Jesse, I am allowing you to opt out of this. Okay, I'm, I'm the not. Pool, I'm the cool <laughs> parent. You don't have to do chores if you don't want to. I mean, I can go for it. I was just a little caught off guard because I didn't know we were all gonna go. But um, I no, I made it a thing. I, it does. I, you know, we also don't need to take it seriously. I, I'm a little bit surprised that all three of us have been like very label yourself, <laughs> but don't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could okay. be like, oh no, I'm curly, I'm goofy, I'm dirt, like, <laughs> I am I'm grumpy, uh, no, yes. dopey, um, what yes. are the other seven It's dwarves? just the dwarf, <laughs> yeah. it's all seven dwarves, that's enough. If I could remember all of them, then I would name all right, them that's, all, but... That's the new the challenge, dopey, does anyone think they can do all of them? Grumpy, dopey, sleepy, 
Goofy? You're outing oh, yourself as a Goofy. Disney yeah. adult by doing <laughs> They should have put You're Goofy as one of the <laughs> Disney adult. <laughs> Grumpy. He's a dopey, father. I think he gets sleepy. a pass for being a Disney adult right uh, now. That's yeah, true. Please, yeah. please. I can do the fucking uh, Maui rap from Moana. I'm a Disney yeah. fucking dad. Don't worry about it. Uh, I just haven't watched this movie in fucking 20 years. Um, dopey, grumpy, sleepy, sneezy. Mm-hmm. Doc? Drowsy? No, Doc is definitely one. I am Doc. Did we say sleepy already? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Jace, fine. you invalidated Caleb. It was a challenge. Oh, I'm now sorry. you're throwing him answers. No, I'm, just... I'm done at five. I don't know. Bashful. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, there's one more. Okay. Prancer. Grumpy. Prancer. Comet. Paul, George, John, Ringo. Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke. John. Gamora. <laughs> Sodom. Sodom. <laughs> this is the best list. These are my these are my favorite. These are my favorite. These dwarves. are a few of my favorite things. Dwarfs. Sodom, Gamora, and Oin, Loin, Biffer, Bofer, Bumper. It's Owen and Glowin, not Owen and Gloin. No. Come on. Oop, Come on. Am... In the trailer, he said Oin and Gloin. Okay? Yeah, I thought it was so, Oin well, and Gloin. It's Oin token, and Gloin. It's token, not Owen. Token, <laughs> token, <laughs> Owen. Oh, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> My name's Owen. I'm a little dwarf. Wow. 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 <laughs> Are really coming after me? Wow! Talk about a variant. Uh, all right. Well, let's. <laughs> unless Cat really wants to label themselves, or well, no, Ed wants to like finish I, theirs. I have. To. You have to. <laughs> Do you want serious pressure. ones for me too? <laughs> I I I want nothing from you except for you to have a good time. <laughs> well, ruin that already. already That's start. <laughs> oh, all, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am uh, doing this podcast right now. Um, That's a label. I am trans. <laughs> I am non-binary. I am sometimes doing a podcast that I also post um, when I get around to editing it. Um, mm-hmm. I am a little high right now, um, and uh, <laughs> I have a pizza sitting next to me that I'd like to get back to when this is done, yeah. or maybe even during, as Kevin oh, I during, during the podcast all the time, um, full fan of eating while podcasting. So I might turn around and grab that, and uh, that's do. six, so um, I... Uh, Want, Hungry? Uh, I'm no. I'm kind of dealing with that with the pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little more thirsty, covered. so I'll, I'll rectify that. And uh, that's my seven. Great. Yeah. Wow. Um, I am undercaffeinated. I am queer. I am a father. <laughs> oh, cat to cat, a cat. Cat daddy. <laughs> Yeah, we went to the vet today. Um, I am a recovering cisgender woman. I am. That's such a fun way of putting that. I'm sober. I'm um, tired. And I'm. Wow. Gay. And you're hot. Them. You're also really hot. That's my <laughs> to, for context. Yeah. That's that's my that's editorializing. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 
That is that is a lover of mine. <laughs> that's the that's it's the like section of the interview, like the written interview Hello. you're reading, and the writer is like, when I asked them this question, they bit their lip in like a stoic way. I'm like, is there something that I, you need to like get out in this interview? <laughs> no, we're, like, we're, lit- we're literally dating. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, great. Okay, so let's out now that there's been no ado. Uh, let's let's dive into uh, tonight's episode, shall we? <laughs> no. shall we? Let's do it. We we shall. We shall. Uh, So let's talk about Season 6, Episode 4, Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. Directed by Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Written by Matt Lawton. In this episode, the school board comes forward and asks the dean to come out as gay when that doesn't begin to cover it. Uh, (laughs) And eventually the dean has to admit that he's political. At the same time, Chang and Annie uh, start doing a... (laughs) play version adaptation of the karate kid uh in a play directed by jason manzoukas who is definitely working out some stuff in this one uh and and also elroy becomes the new it lady and uh he and abed have to fix the wi-fi but find a little nest of baby birds um so let's uh, my my suggestion here would be we can we let's start with the b and c story because i figured the a story is going to be the meatiest chunk that we're yes. going to talk about here can i can i posture one hopefully brief question <laughs> love posturing okay cool <laughs> Get yeah everybody posture check <laughs> um <clears throat> I, I don't understand why waxing oh i just wax on wax never mind on. we're good <laughs> wax on i was like why is wax yeah the... i literally got it just now i literally was like why wax? describing was like, there's no <laughs> mention of body hair in any I, of this episode i just don't understand why this old man is making me wax his car this is teaching me karate uh, <laughs> i don't understand why this old man's making me wax his back i i don't want to do it <laughs> is this karate <laughs> he's the old man asked for a brazilian is that karate okay <laughs> I thought Capoeira was Brazilian, but okay. Um, yeah, excellent. No. So let, let... no, Kevin. What? What? Uh, what? what? <laughs> point to where? Point to where he's wrong, though. I I can't. Excuse me. I am I waiting. <laughs> I, will, I will sit here and let you find where I'm wrong. Uh, so let's let's open up perhaps on the C story. Uh, Elroy becomes the new. Uh, IT lady and he and Abed uh, come across a nest of baby birds that Abed is worried might turn into a metaphor for his life. Um, and this one, it just this is a this is a funny plotline. There's a lot of funny jokes here. As like a metaphor, it feels a little underbaked. I don't think they fully take this to where it a could little underbaked. Go. It's also probably the. Interestingly enough, out of all six seasons, the plot line that sticks with me the most out of any. I don't know what it is. When I think of community, you know, I think of Troy and Abed, all of that naturally, but that's more like a trope. That's like a, uh, like an aesthetic choice that's, mm-hmm. con- you know, recurring. The baby bird plot line, for some reason, sticks with me. And then when the Dean later on, not to get too far ahead, which I'm going to, and no, I always do. When the Dean's like, I'm so sorry when talking about like birth in the Karate Kid, it just it just gets me. It's it's a perfect tie-in. I love it. So good. That's my comment. Please please proceed. I love the poking fun at at the IT lady being missing. Yeah. Uh, right, because that was a role sitting pageant. right there. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I that didn't register. I was yeah. like, this feels like a joke, and I'm not sure I'm getting mm-hmm. it. 
And she's like, every time I send them an email, I get it back in Aramaic. <laughs> when I call, I get an undulating, high-pitched whine that makes my nose bleed. <laughs> which, which, last time we had a high-pitched noise that made someone's nose bleed, it was Troy being brought out of the universe by how meta Abed was being. So you so, think Troy is trapped in the computer? <laughs> no, I think it's just no, like I'm canon just that that's what happens to... when something gets too meta. Brewster's calling Padger Brewster in a different role earlier on in the show. I see, yeah. I see. The characters must exist with enough fundamental reality, and when they push against that too hard... <laughs> but Doc, it, it's a it, paradox! <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that Troy is trapped inside the phone? Uh, we have to yeah. go back to season three? <laughs> God, can you imagine Back to the Future if either of those guys was 1% less good at delivering or receiving exposition? It would be unwatchable. Can you imagine if, if someone tried to pitch Back to the Future today? They're like, here's the deal. This guy's going to go back in time and he's going to want to fuck his mom. <laughs> You know that's who the would movie. That's the whole movie. You know who would make that? Dan fucking Harmon would make that. I mean, I mean that's absolutely. Do you think Dan Harmon would still make that, or Dan Harmon five I mean, years ago? Is he ago? not making his own version? Is Rick of and Morty that not exactly Morty, like? <laughs> yeah, Rick and Morty began as an Doc online cartoon short called "The Adventures of Doc and Marty." Exactly yeah. where yeah, that's it was. Yeah, yeah. That's why they sound like Doc and yeah. Marty. But did Marty <laughs> try to? His mom in the, the pre-Rick and Morty pilot. That's not a pilot, but a... No, because he already did that in the movie. That's that's tread ground. <laughs> you, you gotta go to darker places. You gotta. I have heard, I haven't watched it, but I have heard that that uh, that the original, like the Rick and Morty, like the original one mm-hmm. that he made is so drastic. Like the only thing that's similar to the actual show is the fact that they look at least a little bit like it, and that's like where the inspiration came from. And it's like somehow i didn't know it was possible but like twenty thousand times worse and oh, yeah. so much it's worse. A, oh it's yeah oh yeah like, like but that was Marty, justin roiland mostly like, right that like wasn't doc dan wasn't a part of that project at that time pretty sure yeah, doc, it was both of them it was both oh, pretty sure doc is trying to get uh marty to suck his dick like the whole time yes. yeah that's <laughs> that is the like, premise that's, that's the, premise. <laughs> the pilot and, <laughs> and and just like yeah like yeah. smirk nod yeah, if you watch, like, Rick and Morty, and you see, like, uh, you know, like, a mental version of someone's sister, like, trying to have sex with the real version of the brother, and you think that's upsetting, don't watch The Adventures of Dr. Morty, because it is viscerally upsetting. I it's also weird it. that Rick and Morty it. is the most popular show on the planet Earth. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. It's not that it's not good, but I'm like, everyone likes this? I don't know. Everyone the likes fan, the show? The fan bases. How aren't more people offended by this? All right, this... This is what replaced Game of Thrones? <laughs> this? Uh, I had the same th- I, I was talking to someone today about this, too, that with Game of Thrones, like, I, I enjoyed it, but I, that baffles me that that was the most popular show in the world, too, because it can be really hard to follow, and it's also very hard to watch a lot of the time. So The it's just first like, episode is one of the most off-putting things. Yeah. I've, I've tried to watch Game of Thrones several times. <laughs> I watch the first episode, I get 40 minutes in, and I go... What the fuck am I watching? Yeah. The it's it's different when someone says like the first season of like The Office or Parks and Rec is a, you know a little underbaked because you're like, well that's seven 20 minute episodes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it's like if okay. I want to watch it, it'll take me a couple hours. But I have to take but an like, hour to watch some guy fuck his sister and Yeah, an hour to watch one I'm episode like, of Game this? of Thrones and that first season <laughs> is a rough. Uh, so that's okay. But but uh, uh, Elroy as the IT lady. This is where we get uh, one of the iconic uh, Keith David line deliveries on Community. One of my like, favorite. What are we up to? Mega, Giga, <laughs> Terra, Terra. 
It's such a good line. That's it's finally did it. It. And the way he enters, just like belligerent about Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. like, I know my design. That's construction. I <laughs> love the beef stick. that this is starting to like demonstrate between uh, him and Britta. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, "Why would a, a snake why be throwing eggs?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Why, why would a snake?" <laughs> explodes so mad insects have wings (laughs) she goes okay her reactions are also oh they're They're fucking perfection they just were able to mine so much out of just the concept of having a guy who could reference like vague 80s tech often like they they use it so often they get so much comedy out of the fact that like he, he just like can make these references Fewer holes, more bites. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Exquisite, exquisite stuff. And when he goes on the baby bird murder monologue, (laughs) and all they did was fight, eat, screw, and not invent Wi Fi. And I just went, just Abed calling him out. You just gave a baby bird murder monologue. Are you a demon? Did Clive Barker write you? you? (laughs) There's no need to get mean. Uh shit. It's fucking it's fucking exquisite. And the way this feel this plotline ends up feeling very like season one, two community of me or for the show, where it's like this one it feels for a while that the show the plot lines haven't been intersecting in the way that they used to on community. Mm-hmm. It's either we're all doing one thing, like we're all hunting for the ass crack bandit, or it's like I don't know, Annie and Abed are playing a VCR game and everybody else finds a bunch of textbooks and they don't really have anything to do with each other. Whereas, like, the best community plot lines are, like, the conspiracy chase leads you through the pillow for, you know, just, like, this This <laughs> intersects with both plot lines in a very yeah. nice, fulfilling way. It makes it feel like all part of a nice, a nice larger whole. Yeah, that's probably my biggest issue with this episode is how it doesn't really attempt to tie everything together. I mean, a bit in the, like finale with chang but only like uh, only sort of um it's it just i don't know i find a lot of season six episodes in particular just don't really know how to end um they kind of just like I, I, I don't know and also and that i think is also a factor like can, like related to the fact that they're longer too so they kind of feel more like all right we're done they are longer like, aren't they yeah they're like, longer by like, they're like yeah. eight nine minutes longer they're like they're like mm-hmm. a solid 30 versus yeah. you know what because they went streaming and they it's don't the have Yahoo, commercials. Exactly. It's the, st- it's the streaming half hour, uh, not the network half it didn't, hour. Yeah. yeah, streaming yeah. half hour versus network half hour. That's I, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. That was that's part of the reason why I was a little bit late today. I was like, okay, I'll need like twenty minutes, and then I hopped on. I was like, fuck. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there's a twenty-eight minute. Yeah, they like, feel <laughs> it's a little soggier now. They don't have to like rigidly cut everything to the number and to the letter, and which in has some its ways, positives though. Exactly. I think there's a lot of really good. Exactly. Mm-hmm jokes that normally would have been like cut you ever see you ever hear about like saturday night live and they're like oh this joke was cut for time and it ends up being literally funnier than everything else that they aired that night but because the test audiences didn't really like it and it doesn't fit into their like boring ass cookie cutter that they've been following for the past seven (laughs) years they cut it for time and they're Mm -hmm. amazing it feels like i almost just said ricky morty it feels like community because of the slightly extended timeline, they can they can just be like, "Hey, Jim, you want to just like riff for a fucking minute or two? Mm-hmm. and then they can keep it, which is beautiful. I, I also really do love seeing Jim Rash's character get more and more and more and more and more every single episode because mm-hmm. he's brilliant. 
he's he's so excellent. I think it's it's really interesting that he and his writing and directing partner Nat Faxon chose this as as one to direct. You know, I don't know how those assignments were handed out, but as uh, Jim Rash is a gay man, I don't know if he was out at this point. Um, I I don't really? have I think a, he was. I don't have a fossil record I of. Think he was. Okay, he I was would out. find it very hard to believe <laughs> that he wasn't. That he <laughs> wouldn't. This... I think he came out in like yeah. 2012. Or oh, this guy's gay. Um, but I'm not <laughs> totally sure. Um, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I looked it up at one point. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't. Ago. I feel like up until like the table read or something, I was like, wait, is Jim Rash gay? I don't know if I know this information. I, it was one of those things that, like, I never knew concretely because I don't really follow mm-hmm. kind of the individual like that when it comes to that kind of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrity as a concept, not kind of, like, now. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things that I never really questioned. I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it, was, it didn't bother me that he was playing a queer character, mm-hmm. and I never questioned it. Yeah. And there are times when, like, I watch people, like, fucking um, James Corden. Aside from the fact that he just annoys me in general, anytime he plays a gay person makes me fucking furious. Like, yeah. viscerally angry. Well, I, th- I, to be fair, as I did mention before, anything he does makes me yeah. fucking angry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so is that, no, is we that share. on him yes. or is that on you? Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely no, on I him. Feel the same. It's definitely on him. It's definitely on James he's, Corden. He's the worst. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah. I, I wish don't he could like, go away. I don't like him. I don't yeah. like him. Yeah. No, but I, I feel the same way, and people have used uh, different words to describe what uh, James Corden is doing, because there is there's often a particular way that, you know, when a straight person is playing a gay person, that they will play up certain aspects. Oh, you mean like, by lisping? Uh-huh, yeah, and prancing <laughs> around, and, you know, all the, you know, all the great uh, stereotypes. That it's the Spongebob meme. It's literally, you know, is he... Yeah. The best, it's, it's, it's that, and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To get back to community, though, this bird uh, subplot, I mm-hmm. found probably my favorite Easter egg in the entirety of community, this recent watch-through. The Adirondack chairs, the lawn chairs, whatever you want to call them. They might not be technically Adirondacks or whatever. The but chairs it's a Kleenex is, situation. Yeah, some is a fucking... It's all Kleenex, it but it's not, yeah. I don't know. Whatever those chairs are, where they're, like, woven, right? Mm-hmm. I realize that the fabric... And it might not have even been intentional, but I am considering it to be intentional in my book. The fabric that's woven is a trans flag. Oh. The chairs are trans flags. And I was like, I, wait. I, like, literally paused it to, like, get a better look at it. I was like, is that? And it is, like, I de- it is literally a trans flag. Like, like, blue, pink, white, pink, blue. Like, I was like, holy shit. Now, sort of in your, you know, uh, Did I get that right? Did apart. I just fuck up the trans flag? I, I, I'm, I, I have to see if this is the case, so I'm going. If I'm looking it up right or now. If, if, what if they're, like, brown chairs and Jace is just like... <laughs> no! No, I swear to you. see it everywhere. It was... <laughs> yeah. Watch, I'm going to be... Speaking of egg on face, right? Yeah, no, I don't... I swear. Welcome to the I, egg face club. Hi, what's up? How's it going? Hey. I'm the president of the fucking egg face club. I do it oh, okay. constantly. Because uh, I never, I never. It's not egg, fuck Kev. Up. It's it's mustard. Oh well, yeah, but now then you're we gonna take him seriously, Caleb. Right, which we would don't be a mistake. That. No, 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 no. It's mustard because you're fucking Duncan, 
And no, it doesn't. <laughs> Everyone listens to you. Oh, I see. <laughs> lost my teas in the taco meat. Uh, but uh, it's um, right. Jace, you are <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> It, the, I mean, oh, it's not. It's not literally the flag, but like all the colors are there, and like you know. Is it slightly? Is it dip, Is it a different order? It's like it's like two thick blue ones on the top and bottom, and then like a one white one in the middle with like a little pink going through the white. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's. Okay. I it's, saw something. I saw one the of the vertical ones. There. Was like, it was. Now, I I I don't know, but I it made made me happy. I was like. Woo! Oh wait! I see what you were looking at, and like the actual like, the vertical seat one, part. the vertical yes. one that's like it does. Yep, it, yep. I was like, that's fully yep. a trans flag right there, yep. and I was like, what? Yep, good catch. So, Very so catch. in your critical media lens, what are they trying to tell us? <laughs> Nothing, not a goddamn thing. Uh, okay. Absolutely <laughs> okay. a coincidence. I the thing is, this episode relies super heavily on the viewers having an understanding of who the dean is from previous seasons, mm-hmm. uh, because. The whole setup at the end for him to be like a marginalized group that still doesn't get anything like that, and then he says, "politician," is a very clearly identifiable as a misdirection. Like if you're familiar with like joke structures, right? It's very easily you go, "This is a misdirection," and it's going to be something like that. But the thing that makes it super effective is if you do a misdirection where you start to describe one thing, but you're not really sure what the thing is, and then it's a surprise reveal. It's not a misdirection, it's just a surprise. This is fully (laughs) taking advantage of the idea that every viewer that knows Dean intimately is going, he's a furry, he's a furry, he's a furry, he's a furry politician. (laughs) And he never says, you know what I mean? Because the whole Dalmatian Mm -hmm. thing, this better not awaken anything in me, is literally our first introduction to a complexity in his identity. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's like a really long form joke that like pays off at the very end and then of course even the the table it is an interesting decision to have the table kind of go oh we're not going to invite him to the show tonight because he's we now know that he's a politician and it's which is funny because like when the series started they were always like especially through the lens of jeff it was always like the dean's kind of fucking annoying but obsessed with us and we're not really sure what's going on Mm. and then they kind of got a little bit closer, especially towards season five, and then into six, and then to have that kind of original dynamic play back in—just a fun, fun little nod. I th- yeah, I think. And right, that the scene at the table at the end is like where Jeff is talking about. He's like, "Well, you know, we're worried about it because deep down, we all worry we're a little political, uh, you know." And it, it, you know, it's obviously <laughs> like we're playing with a lot of with a lot of different different like engines here you know we're we're working on a lot of preconceptions or, or right. you know what is whispered in hushed tones and it's like actually ever you know it's it's 2015 when this episode comes out so actually pretty much everyone's fine that he's gay it's the right. politician thing that we that we draw a well, line at uh, uh, pretty uh, listen, it, it depends it, literally it's it's one of those things that we especially as people that live in like new york and in other pockets of the country that have queerness that's not wholeheartedly rejected um we do tend to forget that there are you go to indiana that's fucking terrifying if you're you're right it it is it is completely different depending on where you go but like i will i will use my own hometown for for uh reference a tiny missouri town of about five thousand people right and like there was there were no out people in my high school there were several people that everyone you know suspected but no one Mm -hmm. no one was out and i graduated from that high school in 2011 and uh, a friend of mine who's in the theater department uh, who, who came out to me like right before I left 
asked me to come back as like their as their prom date uh, in in 2012. And so like even and and that night this person was crowned prom king. So even in a tiny Missouri town, and obviously the story is not universal, and obviously mm-hmm. there's still struggles going on everywhere. But even then. You know, a, a gay kid won a rural Missouri farm town prom king, right? And 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 that is a marked ship uh, shift. But obviously, also, we're not done. It varies, <laughs> you know, it, and yeah. it varies from yeah. case to yeah. case. Yeah, I think the thing that is touched on in this episode, this we've talked about a little bit before, and this is why I'm excited that there are more queer people in this episode. Is community sometimes? I don't know if it's intentional or not. I'm not even gonna try to put it on whether or not it was intentional because it doesn't fucking matter accidentally touches on some really cool things and the idea of associating queerness with being political is a really profound connection to be made um especially when it comes to the progressiveness of acceptance within the queer community right so let's let's talk about pride right because uh you know it's a pretty clear connector for all of this and the idea that pride in its current sense the one that is most marketably and like popularly recognized and accepted and legitimately celebrated throughout several parts of this country um is devoid of a political lens you know for the (laughs) most part there there's a little bit of a of a political spin on it especially depending on where you go but it's drastically removed from where it started which is an an intensely political act the act Mm -hmm. of trans women fighting back against police who were brutalizing them in a queer bar and throwing bricks at police so the idea of like kind of playing the, the wordplay of like being political uh, while simultaneously like touching on the idea that queerness is political and like how that's an issue and the fact that Dean could have come Dean I said Dean like it's his first name but <laughs> Greg could have come out as several things and he came out as political um maybe it was an accident I find that to be kind of profound because I think that there is something about being in a position of power while being queer that has the opportunity for you to say this is bigger than this like when it comes down to being gay, it's like, do you, do you, you know, in its most simplest form, which is also, I find to be kind of doing a disservice to what gay is or even queer is, um, pretty easily to un- easy to understand. You say, oh, this boy likes boys, this girl likes girls. Not to get into any additional gender stuff, which is a whole other conversation, <laughs> but super easy to understand. But within that, there's internalized structures politically that affect these people it's kind of it's breaching into like a a queer version of like critical race theory without being exactly the same thing you know what i mean like the context is everything so i think it's really neat i don't know am i talking out of my ass i want to hear like jesse and ed say something (laughs) yeah so it it seems like we're on this main plot it's the engine has brought us has brought us to the the central story of uh the dean's quote-unquote coming out and uh yes uh let's uh, any anyone that has introductory thoughts on this uh please you know feel free to say your piece here here at the top um yeah i mean i uh 
I think this episode, when it comes to how it discusses queer queerness and queer issues, it's really, I think a lot of um, media that is, I mean, maybe I shouldn't assume, I'm going to assume most of the writers uh, in this room and, you know, working on this episode directors, you know, I mean, other that we have Jim Rash as one of the directors, but, um, you know, I assume it's mostly straight people working on this episode, um, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily think this was an episode like this isn't something that i feel like is like being written from a queer perspective i feel like it's it's you know talking from the outside in um and i think with a lot of that stuff and just sort of like you know the baseline thing that's always talked about is like visibility and like representation and like they touch on that very directly with the student who goes up to the dean and like says you know like everyone assumed but still it's like helpful to know and like that really like i love that scene because that really touches uh, on something that I do mm-hmm. think is important. But we talk a lot about visibility and acceptance, and I think it's or, and um, representation. Like I think that's probably the most commonly discussed thing, you know, because it's just like, oh, someone's right. come out now. We know there's more trans people in the world, and like you know that does help, and that's like, but that's also easy for people who are cis yes. and or straight yes, yes, to yes, talk yes. about. So I mean, I I think it's interesting that you brought up pride and like the political part of that as well, because like you know the the like the something there is something inherently political about just being queer and being trans and like being public and visible and like pride if one thing it's definitely effective at that you know it's literally like showing a shit ton of queer people all existing <laughs> and there's something inherently political about that but like the actual like like the the, the day-to-day politics stuff that you're talking about that like you know mm-hmm actually was the start of pride is is what's always missed um you know like actual like the brutality that people experience um and uh Mm -hmm. this episode doesn't really i think attempt to get into any of that i think it's incidental that it you know that the political connection is made um i think Mm -hmm. you're right it's definitely like it's touching on something bigger um but without getting into it yeah without really without me i mean i always was kind of a little confused at the at, at, about the whole shift at the end to the politician thing like i right, think it becomes exactly. less it's it's the episode shifting less it it's, makes the plot line feel like oh this wasn't actually about queer issues this is about politics which mm-hmm. is of course important and like you know definitely still related to queer and harman's work yeah too. like definitely related to queer issues as well like um, so I don't necessarily think that this episode is like doing a lot wrong as much as it's just not doing much in general, <laughs> you know? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, did you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I had some really good thoughts and then I had smooth brain. So we'll see if I come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that the, I like that the, no, I, I found one of the thoughts. Oh my God. I just got a Charlie horse. Um, so one thought is I like what they're saying as writers and maybe whoever had like a hand in developing the Dean role the most. Maybe you booked someone was saying that there was there's a gay person. Jim on, Rash, the guy who the plays the Dean, yeah. And directed the episode, yeah. Yeah. So I think what so I'm sure Jim feels like that the Dean is a more complicated figure than just a gay. And I think at this time it was like, okay, 
you need a gay because modern family <laughs> and because you know there's like so many there's so many like things where it's like you need to check a box you need a We're gay and so down. i feel like this was like i feel like this was a very tongue-in-cheek episode of being like uh, but i'm not a gay tm like i'm i'm faceted and i've been developing myself through six seasons <laughs> and it's not gay um, to check a box, and then I think Gay Dean was like, "Oh my god, it's so catchy!" So catchy. But also <laughs> like, but I, that I thought it was. A, it felt very. I know, like, who wrote that? Must have been. Um, must have been a gay icon, honestly. I have watched one person find out was that Trixie this was Mattel. a parody song, and I was like, "Wow, well, congratulations on a new discography that is available." <laughs> I'm to ashamed you now. to admit I only realized like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's still, you got two years though that's still pretty good that dolly parton was g- no was that um, <laughs> dolly parton is actually a drag queen <laughs> is a iconic bisexual <laughs> um yeah so i think i mean that song is also like uh a classic like like tongue-in-cheek bender mm-hmm. song for a lot of queer people it's something that like that's queer coded, and so queer people watching that connecting it with it in a different way that straight people watching it would. Sure. And so I think it was like it was like on the surface level, a commentary on sort of the rainbow capitalism that was starting to really become obvious. Mm. Like it was like okay, you have your if it's twenty fifteen, then like you just got gay marriage, right? So like now we oh, just true. need to put a gay person on on everything. So that people think we're cool and don't cancel us. <laughs> um, and so I think that was their, I think this was like their tongue in cheek. Do you think it's that possible that topic. maybe someone on like their production producer side of things went, hey, we should try and lean a little bit more into this. And so they actively took the idea of tokenizing a queer character and made that the plot of tokenizing um i can't speak to that because i wasn't on the <laughs> that sounds the most possible um, of any pitch i've <laughs> heard so far though right mm-hmm. um <laughs> just just given <laughs> harman as an entity think... as a very complicated entity obviously but like that if you listen to him talk for any extended period of time everything becomes the one step removed like we have a starting idea and then it becomes about the idea that we originally had right and and it you know it's almost right and i i have not you know listened to anything that has has proven or disproven this but it almost feels like not a send-up but like a commentary on that idea is like, right. right here is our gay uh, and obviously the Dean's sexuality has been, you know, a giant fucking question mark over the show that they've had never had any interest in putting words I to. I, but the episode also wants us to ask the question of, is it important to know, like, yeah. quote unquote, what the Dean is? Because that's, that's Frankie's perspective on the that's entire thing. That's what I'm, thing. yeah. Yeah, no, please. That's Kat, what I'm continue. saying. Yeah, I just feel like that's what, um, what Dean and the and the actor that developed the Dean is is saying is it's not really important to know right. what he is and he's multifaceted and you're looking at this show and I don't think there's another overtly queer character no. and so I think he's making a comment that like probably everybody else called him gay but did he ever really he never really took that on he winked and nodded, nodded at things but 
Much like I didn't have the word non-binary in 2015, right. neither did this character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I see a lot more of that in in this character than I would for like gay TM man TM. Like, so um, I think it was sort of pointing to. It's that. interesting. Um, oh shoot! I just lost it. <laughs> it's it's not that interesting. It, apparently, it wasn't that important, right? It's interesting <laughs> that like um, it, when when you really take that and you reflect on the way that the character is portrayed, we see him question mark hitting on Jeff question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a little bit more explicitly than others, um, but sure. it, it's also you know like when you think of him where he's where he's like oh even his shadow yeah. is you know like moments like that <laughs> right iconically like pretty hard to interpret in any other way but it's never directly self-labeled that label is never put on him we see him dragged we see him gender bent we see him flirt we see him do all these things but it could very easily be flamboyant uh wants to be best friends with jeff uh so much so that like there's like a jealousy factor like you could if you really wanted to you could interpret it as some other way and prior to this point the word gay in this show was only used one with like pierce trying to make it an insult and everyone being like shut the fuck up you're an idiot right. <laughs> or in the same exact context but with britta trying uh-huh. to kind of virtue signal on how okay she is with mm-hmm. gayness but still being kind of a dumbass about it and so it's mm-hmm. oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I just remembered a, a scene that I wanted to like highlight and ask about, which is who are they? They they're doing the parade. The, the school, school board, board guys, guys? in suits. Yeah, yeah. So uh, their like interaction with each other, where they're like thinking uh, thinking about this for the very <laughs> first time. It would be. I mean, it would be, like you saw where that was kind of going, mm-hmm. and then they pivot because they pivoted in a way that was very like classic of tv shows to pivot at the time like almost gay and then an obvious pivot i think it would have been more fun if they had leaned in in a more creative leaned way. in and kiss but is what you're is what you're kiss, suggesting do it do it kiss kiss each other what is that but i did Bleep. like i don't know <laughs> oh okay i don't know I, I liked that because it wasn't the same kind of gay jokes that we had gotten before it was much more like <laughs> Oh, this is actually a cool lifestyle that we've just never thought of before. And then cutting, cutting women, women out of sex. Set. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, yeah, exactly. Such a gay statement yeah. to be like, I like sex. I don't like women. It's like, well, um, mm. I'm pretty sure that is one of the textbook definitions of homosexuality from the male perspective. One of the only Absolutely. criteria you need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, There's a lot of gay much. guys out there. I assume that, it's the appeal of the lifestyle. <laughs> that humor is also like really popular on TikTok right now of like people figuring out they're queer from TikTok. <laughs> like and they're like TikTok they're saying, teaching young like, people a lot of shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And they're saying they're like vocalizing things that they like had been saying before but didn't connect the dots. So there's a lot of TikToks where they're like, I would just always say to people like you know, I would never want to marry a man. And if one of my best friends wanted to, <laughs> to marry me, of course, but I'm not a gay. Um, and so I feel like this is, even though it's like six years later, it's it's still like a very yeah. relatable feeling. I mean, this, this mm-hmm. for queer people. The show's like kind of a genre defining piece of pop culture. Like it, you can feel the effects of the kind of humor from this show today. Mm-hmm. 
uh, everywhere, and it's oh, yeah. really cool. And I think that's exactly what you're speaking toward. Um, I just think, um, yeah, it's just interesting because this episode is explicitly one where they discuss the act of labeling and self-identifying, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like queer 101, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. D- queer has several definitions, one of which is defies identity, uh, not identification, defies definition, defies labeling, right? Um, and, um, like, it's, I think it's p- part of the reason why I was so adamant that we all did a little label thing at the beginning was because it felt relevant <laughs> to this episode. I was sure. like, this, this, I was like, the, there is, there is power in being able to have control over the terms that you identify yourself with. Also, there's power in the ability to reject a label, right? Um, and like, we can see even within the political perspective, right? Um, the idea of acknowledging it as a label, putting a label on it, right? Calling, homo- you know, gay, homosexual, sexuality, like calling those things what they are, allowed for movement within the current, at least, you know, legislation structures, right? Gay marriage would not have functioned had we still been existing with queerness as an undefinable kind of blur marriage would still exist as a heteronormative structure um and queerness would not have been allowed to benefit from the governmental benefits of doing so whether that be you know being able to see each other in a hospital or you know tax benefits all these things that are structurally ingrained in the in the the society and the the government um but also at the same time there's a question of Sorry, I meant to hit my mute button and I hit my Wilhelm scream button. <laughs> Which are <laughs> I've been muting myself constantly. The literal office could opposite. not have found two I'm buttons sorry. that do I was different like, what is things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been coughing like nonstop. No, you're all right. You're all right. so funny. Uh, <laughs> so you put your Wilhelm button next to your mute button. <laughs> I, I've never realized the irony and stupidity of that until this moment. Oh, God. Uh, Make the mute button bright red. <laughs> I could, I could. I've got. I can program my keyboard. Wait, what button did you press? <laughs> the uh, Wilhelm a, screen button. Push button it again. Standard Caleb's with every computer. Hey, let's push it again. It again. <laughs> what is this? You don't know the Wilhelm screen? I have a soundboard app that I use for when I stream. So I've got oh. a bunch of sounds, including use part man, part pillow, <laughs> all carnage. <laughs> the most recent one I added is one I'm very proud of, and it's Korg from fucking Thor Ragnarok. Get soft, guys. <laughs> so ghosts. Man, love that uh, big palarax. Yeah, the Wilhelm scream is like a scream that's used in basically every action movie. It's ever. a scream from an old like western uh, horror movie. Yeah, western. Oh, it's um, old western. Okay, you know who, who recorded it? Me. <laughs> the guy who sang "One Eyed One Horde Flying Purple People Eater." No way. Yes, oh, that's he's the one that recorded, it or the one that screamed. He's the one that is the that's his voice, and there's like four versions, and it was him trying to capture what the director called being surprised. It was a guy getting bit by an alligator while crossing yes. a river. Uh, and that's the noise we got. <laughs> yeah. And then it fell in into it. the sound library at Skywalker sound. It ended up in every, it's in Star, every, Wars, every Star Wars, every Indiana Wars Jones. Every, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's on Community a couple times. Like, it's it's just a thing that you hear constantly. It's like a meta it, it, Honestly, it takes me and it yanks me out of whatever I'm watching. I, I, uh, I just... <laughs> Which is exactly nothing... what it did in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, right? It just I'm completely ruins sorry. my train of thought. No, it's good. It's good. Sense. Because uh, I was, I'm out here, like, fucking waxing poetic. Like, I'm the most important person in the room and I'm not. So, honestly, like, I well, need something to tell me. how many other people up. are in the room with you right now? Zero? <laughs> Is you alone in that room over Okay, there? the Zoom room. <laughs> Zoom. Whatever, Kevin. Yes, uh, I'm alone. Can I... Okay, who's the most important person in the room? Go. Most important person in the, in the Zoom. Zoom. In the Zoom? The most important the person Zoom. in the yeah. Zoom, I'm going to say, one. is the Godzilla in Ed's background. That's my final answer. Okay. Thank you so much. Great. The Criterion Collection of Godzilla Films. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm actually. never going to answer this question as me, so it's we'll just get that out. Never. Uh, can I can I do a little spiel about this episode? Uh, nope. If I, if, oh, well, <laughs> Caleb, all right. Nope. Well, good night, everyone. Uh, you knew I was going to fucking do that. You knew I was going to do. <laughs> I that. just if anyone was on a train of thought that was not interrupted by the Will no, I, I wanted them to be able to continue it before I, I start. Before I start with my horse hockey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so so this is horse. one of my favorite episodes of the entire <laughs> show. Uh, but I'm also glad we have people on the pod that are less like overtly enthusiastic about it. And the, 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 the nexus of it for me is that scene where like the Dean calls the Jeff and Frankie into his office to discuss the, like, not necessarily the morality of this, but the implications of like the action that is being called. And there's something that happens so often with queer culture. And we experienced it recently with, you know, all the discussion of kink at pride that happens constantly every fucking year year, as if whatever happened to holding your kid's hand and seeing, Oh, they're wearing a costume. Whatever happened to that? Uh, but anyway, I'm not a father. So, um, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And also like a lot of it's just my, if my daughter asked me, what's that? They're friends. No, there's like no age that you would have to have that conversation with your kid until they would understand it. Like if they're 10, 11, 12, still not getting it, just go, eh, Eh. and they'll fucking forget Literally, you, three words, they like it. They like it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's their, yeah, I don't, I don't hear it. It's fun for them. Also, 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 (laughs) I'm sorry, if you're bringing a small child to a, basically a celebration of revolution. Sorry. It's, I mean, it's also, it's, it's tied with the relation, the fact that we've innately sexualized queerness and the idea that kink has to do with like a perversion of sex and, oh, we're going to destroy the children. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. They're wearing leather. Let them wear leather. Yeah. It's based on just overt homophobia that like gayness is going to inherently corrupt your, your Well, because prior to any sort of representation thing we were talking about earlier, the only time anybody saw anything gay was in gay porn. So, sure. or in gayness. movies where gay people were, you know, overtly like predatory, sexualized, you know, like, or yeah, exactly. so they were either yeah. villainized or they were sexualized. And quite exactly. frankly, that's in a, in in America, there are two kinds of people: people that really like sex and people that are really fucking creeped out by it. <laughs> Basically, sure. and what that means is the people that really like it have to really try not to creep other people out that are creeped out. Uh, un yeah. un. They, they have to, yeah, it's not I mean? that they're like, trying to protect those people, they, in order to maintain their safety and security. Oh, I didn't mean like they're doing it to protect them. I meant they're doing it so that they leave them alone, basically. Like, I don't want to die, so this, 
<laughs> gonna yeah. maybe uh, not. But then but, you have to but, tone tone yourself down for their safety. It's a whole thing, right? Every yeah, that's uh, the worst. but that's what the dean does in this episode. The dean tunes down who he is in order for a bunch of other people to, to for pol- he labels himself in a way that is not fully encompassing for mm-hmm. political gain in order to make things for easier what? for other people and for other, to make it more accessible for other people to understand. And that is a perfect parallel to what, like, the queer struggle historically Absolutely. has. Absolutely, right? That's that's kind of what I was going to, to end up at, is that, like, you know, as uh, the tenor of America, you know, most parts obviously, uh, you know, extrapolate from my words, but, like, as the tenor of America shifts to being more accepting of the LGBT plus community, obviously on like a very slow graded scale, but like the, the version of the community that people, people, you know, that, that, uh, the other side of society is willing to accept is the most, is the safest, blandest, like what they see as pride is the capital one in union square has rainbow shit all over it for a month. You know, that, that's what they want pride to be they don't want anything actually revolutionary and so in this episode when like the dean quote-unquote comes out as gay they hire like a husband for him because you can't just be some some single gay man who knows what he's getting up to you know they they hire domingo who is like this guy that craig doesn't even like but like you have to present as a public public face, which is also overtly political, as as basically anyone running for office will tell you. You're you're more likely to get elected if you're a, a family person, um, and and that is is uh, just a, it, unfortunately that's what any political advisor will advise a candidate to do is is present as you know quote unquote a good family member, and the the way that this gets sanitized out and and. You know, this episode is perhaps less about queerness and gets into community's obsession with labels. All of these characters from the pilot start with labels. You're the lawyer. You're the old man. You're the black woman. You're the, you know, it's... They and it's, even it's, use it as a device in a few episodes. When In mm-hmm. uh, the, the Western paintball episode. In, exactly. And, uh, and race and labels and race, yeah. are constant applied and if you listen to again Dan Harmon talk for five minutes he will get on to like the concept of labels and community's relationship with labels is dubious there's some occasions where they label something and it doesn't really go particularly well and there are a lot of occasions where like we never put a word on um Abed's uh, Social status. I never know how to phrase this, and that's my own personal failing. But like, we never, we never put a word on, you know, Abed's mental faculties. We never put a word on the dean's sexuality. And pointedly, and it gets brought up many times this season, we never put a label on Frankie's sexuality or identity. And that is that is the perspective she brings to the room in this episode. Right? Is that like, are you once someone comes out as something, or once someone presents themselves as something, especially if you are a group that varies from the norm that has been forced onto us, you are suddenly a representative for the entire group. Suddenly, if you are publicly gay, you now represent every gay person and every action you take is a reflection on the entire community and it happens to every person of color, it happens to every, you know, again. This, Trans this, people, yep. It's yeah, it's, you, you are suddenly the representative for the community whether or not you wanted to or, or not, you know, Frankie <laughs> asks, are you ready for this identity, which isn't even yours, to be an aspect of your role in society? 
because there is a difference between you know people talk between like and actually coming out and putting a word on it and uh, human beings are conditioned to enjoy labels and i do think you have to intentionally fight against that to experience a a, a a broader idea and and to not be so to not intentionally box yourself in and all of this is just routinely fascinating and you know take my perspective on it for what it's worth i'm bi but i'm cis and i'm white and so like you know i can i can still i'm bi but i'm like pass i'm straight passing you know i can i can have this sort of outside perspective and be able to view it sometimes as like, well, look at this intellectual exercise that community is undergoing. Isn't this fascinating? But it's also like this, this episode is also not interested in diving into queer issues beyond what happens when you become a public version of a word. And, and I just, all that's really fascinating to me. I agree that the switch to being political it doesn't quite work in the context of queer issues, but from the context of this being an episode about labels, I do understand it because it, it it's suddenly like we want our politicians to be regular guys, get a beer with them, at which but obviously anyone, any thinking person knows that like, no, every action they are undertaking is political. Every th- picture they're having the smartest down. part of Donald Trump's campaign was the fact that he pitched himself as not a politician right because people hate him and that's why the politicians always win oh they do always win uh, yeah it's uh, yeah, anyway it's that all that's fascinating to me i'm done Any, anyone else can please speak up and and rebut me uh, if, if you want <laughs> but mm, yes i think like it's weird i don't remember them ever saying queer in this episode but they label it as queer studies no, they don't. Do they say queer? No, no I don't think they do. They don't, but it's also... Which makes sense, because it's not a really a queer... It's like sort of like a... They're like exploring the the gay label, mm-hmm. and they're doing that through like a... He's queer, but it's sort of like... I feel like they're saying he's queer by, by labeling it that, that way yeah. as the episode title, but it's not actually... He doesn't take that term either. He doesn't. I don't think no. he uses queer. Well, it's also so it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's also like a a really bizarre etymology thing. Like the word queer, especially in its like social context, especially in like twenty even in twenty fifteen, um, with older gays, queer was more contextually kind of like a slur almost. Like it was mm-hmm. used as like a very violent thing to yell. And queer as a term of liberation, as a reappropriated term of endearment within the community, is a bit more of a current thing uh, as queer theory has entered a bit more of a mainstream lens. So, like, it, it was so when queer was first starting to not be, like, just an insult, basically, uh, queer was used almost exclusively to describe gay people. Um, mm-hmm. not by queer theorists, of course, who oftentimes defy It was that a pejorative label. to throw at gay people. It was a pejorative, but then also when it was no longer as much of a pejorative, queer wasn't as expansive of a definition in the minds of most as it truly is. And now it's kind of really fully kind of blossomed into this, like, we defy labels. Yes, we include sexuality and gender and kink and age and 
demisexuality spectrum, ace spect, you know, the, the the ace spectrum of things. Like it's it's a lot more all encompassing, and it also intersects with other identities. So it's it is a really cool snapshot of that moment where in 2015 saying queer studies was their way of being like ha it's a gay episode when it's you say queer studies now and people are expecting a much more expansive all-encompassing idea well i think also they use titles of like like they're they're harking to what you would see in a course um curriculum guide and so queer studies is a field and at that time it was just gay studies basically like you would probably read no, Jean Paul Sartre. Queer, it was about queer it. theory and queer. <laughs> no, it was queer theory and queer studies for sure in 2015. It's just that I think like it is. It is an academic course of study. Yeah. And at my school, it was women, gender, sexuality studies because I think in Bible Belt there's still a negative association to the word queer, but in more coastal, like liberal arts schools, it was it was queer studies, and then. They're queer theorists, etc. So yeah. they identified that way. So by using it, I think it was interesting. I don't think it, too much thought was put into it that I'm putting into it now. But, um, <laughs> but that's what this podcast is but, about. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, like, they didn't say sexuality studies or they, I guess maybe they couldn't. Or, no. Yeah. I just think, you know, they had options and they, they chose an interesting <laughs> one considering the, it's never said. Mm-hmm. Even by the episode, you know, this is not an episode that will end with the dean putting a label on what he is. You know, he puts a politician label on it, but that does. Uh, but that's a that's literally circumvent. a joke. It's a completely different. I do idea. think it ends maybe maybe it ends closer to how the dean identifies, which is these strange cat creature masks. I think that's way closer than gay. F- yeah. I, I think furry, wearing cat creature the furry box kin, is, if I you think. will. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, right, but yes, this is this is an episode that becomes about the nature of labels and not you know it doesn't mm-hmm. become a very special episode about the dean, which I guess in that out. sense is yeah, in that sense, like, it's... line for line queer. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if you take it yeah. as an episode about like the necessity or use of labels and also taking the dean who's very much not like a single like when he says in the beginning um like he's not one thing Mm -hmm. and yet they force him into this one thing so that he can be a part of this specific demographic they need to fill it it feels more like it's a study not of i don't know what i'm trying to say my brain lost (laughs) it halfway through it just feels like taking the dean putting him there making it Making him act like this, and then making this, the episode be about. So, uh, what the fuck? The, Who's the, Domingo? The Where labels. did this come from? <laughs> Domingo is so funny the way he'll just be in he scenes that we didn't know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pan out and he's sitting in the corner, and you're like, oh, okay. Hey, but that's literally what he did also like in the show. Tear in the corner. <laughs> like, so. Or when he's like, okay, move the nest. St- Please and Domingo just like pops and pops him. Like, I feel like you're. I love that he says. I feel like you're, you're breathing, breathing for me, <laughs> for me. It's exceptional, right? Work. And then there's that. There's this scene, role, Domingo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and there's there's that scene where like Elroy and Dean get into like a label competition, or like they're like, oh, it's two security guards coming after an unarmed black man, and he's like. 
oh, it's one unarmed black man versus one unarmed openly gay dean. So it's like, if this comes to blows, who is the who will be who the most perpetuating in the view of society? Right. Which is a fascinating like concept yeah. because the idea of like the quote oppression Olympics is. <laughs> It's a, fuck, it's a fucking thing when it comes down I'm sorry, to like just surprise, words surprise me that's all i'm sorry that's a, that's where i was going <laughs> yeah. with that but i feel like i've heard it before oppression olympics yeah i mean it's a thing i i, I don't know like yeah i've heard, heard that it the queers are like yeah mm-hmm. clearly duh uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> but like yeah that's a thing and you know when it comes down to it and it feels in like direct opposition to like the work of Kimberly Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. It's like there is it's not it's not a hierarchy. You you cannot view any identity without the context of all the identities, right? And, right? and the um, the Chang plotline which we haven't uh, discussed really, really also is yeah. in its own way Moment. about labels and about like uh Chang for since his first appearance as his first monologue has been mm-hmm. obsessed with yeah. like what does the label of being asian automatically make people consider about me that's his introductory monologue it's like why do you teach spanish why you <laughs> um i have to imagine that the actor that plays chang right that's chang yeah this um, was this is he describes this as one of his favorite Chang plot lines. I imagine this is something that he's he interested had in. to kind of greenlight the choice of Karate Kid community theater. And I'm since I am going out at eleven. I, I just want to say we still have twenty minutes, but I just I want to say that community theater and then community TM theater is like my favorite. Like bad waiting for Guffman like wet hot american summer theater is my favorite thing to watch and so i just want to say that the campers you're about to see suck dick yeah like it is yes. my favorite oh my God. thing to watch oh. and so i was really pleased that we were going to get a little bit of that <laughs> and i also want to know if oh i just lost his name but the one who's the director i'm wondering why jason why doesn't Mantis-Lucas. he have a vehicle yet because he's like the guy in everything and from the good place and where's his vehicle because he's like he he's on he's literally in a movie about a vehicle he's in so many things Uh, and he's not him and tony oh god i wish he was in fucking oh my transformers (laughs) put him in fast 10 your sequel uh, seatbelts and he's like you have Put him in F10. You know, you so I just good remember him in like a million things. He was in Lady Dynamite, is one of the most like Good Place, yeah. Parks and Rec. He's been on every <laughs> show. Like he he was a huge UCB guy. <laughs> and then he <laughs> oh, just, I love he just Lady he, Dynamite. Uh, the yeah, the league where he's like Rafi. I feel like he's maybe yeah. the most popular character on he that. Feels he feels very UCB. He feels very like twenty fifteen was his pocket and UCB was at its height. Like but it feels very yeah. that. He's almost a little much to be the star, you know. He's mm-hmm. big, uh, he's, yeah, he and just so he's always yeah, great. I'm always delighted he when he shows up back. on some yeah. show I watch. It. I love Derek. I love uh, uh, Derek. Uh, or uh, what's his, Derek? his like his perfume magnate on Parks and Rec is always very funny. Feinstein. I can't remember the character's full name. Uh, yep. But he's, he's mm-hmm. always fucking. Oh, Brooklyn yeah, Nine Nine replaces Adrian Pimento. Like he's just got so many like fucking excellent fucking appearances. Someone made. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I we need a wild card. 
He's that's a ringer. Like, they pull him, him in when they're like, we, we need a guy to be just the worst. I meant main... to look it up. Someone, a fan of ours made a Jason Manzoukas D&D alignment chart. And I want to see, <laughs> I want to see if I can that's find great. it. Oh, that's funny. Um, oh, that's so funny. But yeah, he's, he's fucking great. And, and Ken describes this as one of his favorite Chang plot lines. Cause Did he, he have a hand he's in a it, trooper though? through a lot of... Did he have, like... What he so, must have. Because I feel like it would have been nice for them to be like, okay, what is your... What is the, like, work that has haunted you in this industry, given your identity? And for him to be, like, Karate Kid, I think is, like, a great... Like, you get to choose the piece that follows you and you can't escape from. For me, it would be playing... Um, it might not be noticeable now, but I used to have drunk boys at parties always come up to me and tell me that I looked like Heather Graham in Boogie Nights. And so for me, it would be doing something where it's just like a terrible community theater production of Heather Graham in Boogie Nights. Like that would be, I would be able to like work that. that muscle out and be done. And so I feel like that this episode was nice because he got to like lean in. Yeah, absolutely. I actually watched Karate Kid last night as, like, homework for this. We ended up not really discussing uh, oh this plotline and all. I'd never seen it. I was like, let me let me see if I can understand more of this episode if I if I watch the Karate Kid. Uh, you know what? Good movie. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. Uh, I've never seen it, but I did think it was it was a really, really, really smart move from the it. team to have the, uh, Annie Kim come in as uh, yeah. Daniel because yeah. it simultaneously it addressed several things at once it addressed our Annie's uh, feelings of inadequacy in comparison to her it also addressed Chang's fear of being cast just because he was Asian in this role mm-hmm. and of casting an Asian girl as it just it hit so many tiny little pockets mm-hmm. of all of these things it was it was a really exciting full yeah. full circle moment because that also is a it is in that casting is defying several labels okay so anyone Absolutely. who was a theater kid describe your terrible director and maybe one of your worst stories of yeah like i said i think zooks is working out some shit i think this is <laughs> oh, a guy a that he has been tell me your worst under. but they also imply that it was working i want to hear bad stories I had, when I was in high school, I did a show. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, please um, don't. And <laughs> coward. Because you're a politician. Coward. Uh, I, I, I was not the subject of this, but I had, there was a director that threatened to and acted upon uh, being upset with what was happening on stage and then screaming, I will throw my keys at you. And then, wow. Throwing said keys onto the stage wow. at a human being. Oh, that's yeah. Fun. So that's a fun one. Uh, this was nice. this episode comes out like a year after Whiplash comes out, and Jason Mendes is wearing you know the J.K. Simmons black T-shirt. So I, I imagine this is like a oh that. my okay uh, that's my, definitely that's what, what that is. Of, yeah. My theater uh, teachers were much more of the passive aggressive aspect of abusive. There was not a lot mm-hmm. of yelling. There was a lot of insufferable other varieties of behavior. <laughs> Um, and, uh, things that were, uh, demanded of us, but in like a, oh yeah, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like that, that tone of voice, but I've not, I've not been screamed at. I, that is why I quit sports. Actually. That was the decide. I was like, I don't like being screamed at this much. Actually. <laughs> I don't 
This is not nice. That's also why I hate it. I don't respond to this well. I don't I'm think. I'm confused. Yeah. Isn't it a game? Are we supposed to be having fun? <laughs> this isn't fun. I don't like this. That? Yeah. I'm, where'd you find that recording of me when I was putting <laughs> I, that's this? That's so yeah, weird. Middle Caleb, school basketball. Was that on your soundboard? How did you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to, while editing, find that, clip it, and give it to me. I will make. Oh my it god! Please my put that oh, on yeah. the soundboard. <laughs> okay. uh, right, and I don't. I don't know if it affects the label aspect of this episode. That like Ken Jong is a Korean man who's playing mm. a Chinese man, who is in a play playing a Japanese man. I don't know. I can't. I, can't, I don't feel adequately. That's totally intentional. Aspect I bet to... money that Ken was like, this is fucking No, weird. exactly. This is, this is yeah. Right. And when we, That's when I, I had, had Otter Lee on the show, uh, sorry, Kat, go ahead. That's just why I think he had a hand in it, because he, like, knows, you know. It's, right. it's what I was saying earlier. It feels like these episodes with Yahoo Stream they're kind of like, look, we've got, we, we're not the original cast anymore. We need to make sure this cast does what the cast does really well. And they kind of gave them a little bit more of like that free reign, that kind of, that impetus. I mean, we're literally watching uh, Jim Rash write and direct episodes at this point. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, and improv was always a huge part of the show. But I think, Jesse, I think you're totally on to it. Like I think there's no way that Ken didn't have some sort of like, it was definitely impact. Ken had gone to Dan on several occasions throughout the seasons and asked for better qualitative plot lines for this character because he he had been a trooper through some fucking rough uh, Chang plot lines over the years and, oh, and yeah. directionless or fascistic or you know any number of different directions that they've taken this character and I you know he is not one of the major characters of season six, honestly, as much as I love this season, there's kind of a aspect to it where I feel like it fails a lot of the old characters and focuses on the new, like this is not a particularly good season for Annie or Abed or Britta. Uh, Chang gets some good stuff, but he's really just kind of like- playing with their shiny new toys. Exactly. It's, it's a Jeff Dean, Frankie Elroy season and, and everyone else is kind of, uh, also there and also gets some, some good stuff over the over the point but but Ken had gone to Dan multiple times and had been like hey can we like make this guy a human can we like get into like what this what this guy's all about can we remember that episode where like we met my wife that was interesting uh, and said and that was it uh, for anyone who was left in suspense regarding the Jason Manzukas alignment chart don't worry I did find oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. put it in the zoom chat uh, 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 created uh, by Nicole Nell, community Twitter favorite. Um, uh, let's see. Ed, for, uh, let's read it out. Lawful good. I'm not actually sure what this is in the top. I feel like it's from that movie Sleeping with Other People. It's some like indie where Jason Manzoukas is actually playing like a human, uh, which is odd <laughs> for him. Uh, neutral good is his big mouth character. Chaotic good is Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Lawful neutral is... Uh, the character from this episode uh, of Community. True neutral is Derek. <laughs> Maximum Derek. 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 Uh, chaotic neutral is Rafi from The League. Lawful evil is Dennis Feinstein from Parks and Rec. Neutral evil is the TikTok man from John Wick. And chaotic oh, evil is the Musinex. He's in John <laughs> yes. Wick. Fuck He's me. in one of them. Um, what? He's Wick. the mucus man? He's the, he's now the mucus man. He wasn't always, but I think of like Musinex? It was someone or whatever. Yeah, Musinex. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he lived in that you know little shit apartment inside your lungs or whatever. That's whatever so the premise of those. Cool. Yeah, I think about it all the time. 
I think about that. Yeah, well, he's my favorite. Wow. Um, Such an influence. Well, this is... I feel like we're kind of coming to the end here, and I, I'm very thankful to our two guests. We're This is usually the point where we rank the episode and end tag, but also both of you have expressed interest in getting out while well, the getting was good. Uh, so I will I will open the door for your plugs and your graceful exit, uh, exuant pursued by a bear. Uh, yeah, uh, I like I said at the beginning, I'm Ed, and one of the hosts and the creator of the Save Greendale Committee podcast, um, which is also a podcast that talks about community. We have not moved nearly as fast as this show, so we're still uh, at the end of season two right now. Um, going to be wrapping that up soon. I'm not sure when this airs, but by the time it does, uh, we might have already... You know, we might be right up by the paintball episodes of season two. We're, we're, we're towards the end there. So we're, we're wrapping that up and then we'll keep going. Uh, we do one episode per episode. Um, and uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, and uh, you can follow that as, at SGC underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow that as well as just looking up the Save Greendale Committee on like any podcast pro- platform and you'll probably find that. And uh, yeah, my uh, my my. Twitter is at, at E Wilshire Prime, Wilshire with two L's. So if you want to find me individually, you can also do that there. So thank you. Thanks for having me on. And thank you for, for joining us uh, for this this great discussion. I'm I'm really glad I'm really glad we ended up doing this. This is not as like uh, chaotic in a bizarre, funny way as it usually is, but I'm glad we like had some <laughs> fucking discussions about topics, you know? Uh, so so thank you. Uh, and uh, Jesse Cat, do you have any, any you want to plug yourself? What's up you guys? I'm Jesse Cat's got <laughs> I was waiting for it the whole episode. <laughs> I know cuz at the beginning I didn't do it. So that was that was for Jace. Um I'm Jesse Cat's got using they them pronouns. I recently dumped all of my podcast projects of the last 5 years that are like unpolished. Um, but we love to see it. They're archival, if you will. And they're um, all on my old Twitter that I am rehabilitating at Queer Stream, like Babbling Brook Stream. Ooh, pretty. Like, look, there's a, there's a stream. Queer Stream. At Queer Stream is my <laughs> Twitter. And I'm also technically on TikTok. I think I'm jessie.the.cat.scott. Um, and... All of this is sort of an experiment in my voice changing um, while I'm on testosterone. So it's like, you know, fun archival <coughs> stuff of me and me. And then I'm private on Instagram because I'm still a teacher. Um, so, like, don't DM me unless you're cute. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I fully support this. <laughs> All right, uh, fantastic. I don't. I don't know if our guests will continue to join us or duck out, but let's uh, get to our weekly rankings, shall we? I guess if we're there, figuring out. Okay, how to I guess. rank on Zoom. Figure it out. So uh, the season six end tags have been uh, completely dominant so far. Just absolutely uh, wrecking the competition. This one is not. This one is cute, where they're sending off the baby bird and everybody's wearing the cast mask. I don't, I don't think, I think this is going to by far be the lowest. It's one the weakest so punchline. It's the weakest punchline. Yeah. I was, I was like, I forgot what happened when I was rewatching. I was like, oh, does the bird get eaten by a hawk like instantly, and then it lands in another, it lands in a transformer or something, and I was like, 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> sort of just a cute bookend. It's one of those end tags yeah. where they're like, oh, we need to end the episode. It hardly feels like a like a typical tag, for sure. Especially in season six where they've been avant-garde short films up until this point. <laughs> legit. Uh, legit. So I'm looking in the... Da-da-da-da. Um, looking in the zone, what, like the questions for LeVar Burton, uh, zone from, from the season five. Uh, what do we, what do we think? Uh, maybe, maybe we'd go Not down quite as good as questions for LeVar. I agree. I would go down a tick from here. Hmm. What about dinner with LeVar? We keep comparing this to LeVar <laughs> Burton. I think LeVar beats all of these quite frankly. LeVar beats everything. I think spaceships um, beat this one. I don't think Troy okay. and Abed find a baby. And I bet find a baby. <laughs> Wait, which way? So where they walk in in the study <laughs> room and there's a baby in the middle and they start like assigning roles to themselves and how they're going to deal with it. And then the mom gets <laughs> up from under the table grabbing a dropped pacifier and picks the baby up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. That's right. It's so right. Um, I would. Uh, I like the rotating bookcase one, number 55. I like that one. That one's cute. That one is What's really Puppet cute. Daybreak? What's Puppet Daybreak? <laughs> That well, I guess is, we found what it beats. That is at the mm-hmm. end of the puppet episode where the puppets sing Daybreak. Yeah, it's, it's so it sounds like one. okay, sounds <laughs> sounds great. New number and 56. we found our winner. Uh, goodbye, baby. I bird. said ding, 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 ding. Um, all right, Rocky three for all you folks out there. Uh, all right, so let's rank this episode. Okay, can I can I just uh, start with uh, frankly insane opening salvo? This is a top twenty episode of community for me easy i mm. somehow agree i'm looking at like <laughs> 11 you know that's where that's where I'm, i don't like better than geothermal escapism no no but <laughs> not better than app development and condiments probably true um intergluteal numismatics which is the ass crack bandit i could put it above phys ed maybe yeah, I would put it above the Law and Order episode personally, but I also am not as hot on that episode as most. Oh, I fucks with the Law and Order episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, y'all fucks episode. with it hard, so fucks with it. <laughs> but I would also fucks maybe put this above it, so you know, heavily. No, I could be convinced. <laughs> I this episode obviously has a lot more going on thematically than the Law and Order mm-hmm. episode, which is really just like here's a bunch of jokes, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. But those jokes are those jokes are pretty fucked funny like good, got, good fucking jokes hey put some respect good fucking jokes, jokes you know fucking a mini it's really like you know that one is in the vein of conspiracy theories where it's like there's no substance here but god these jokes oh are funny. put some respect on um, conspiracy theories fucking bad exactly it's fucking it's an incredible episode uh but yeah if we're if we're putting it up against like physical education i think i would give this a slight edge perhaps the number 14 yes i love uh how insane you two also are um, although I should probably stop using You have it. no idea. I'm trying Whoa. to make a conscious effort to cut that out. We're all a little crazy. You don't have to be crazy to work. That was a perfect Mark, Mark Hamill Hamill Joker. That's the Joker I practiced. Fell for the old fake Joker gag again. <laughs> it's the Joker I can do. That's wow. really good. Whoa. Wow. You should kill Mark Hamill and take his job. <laughs> <laughs> He'll die before me, oh and then I can just continue it. Yeah, no, just take kill him. <laughs> you don't need to kill him. You can just wait for him. And also, my favorite—I no. think my favorite Mark Hamill Joker is Arkham City Joker when he's sick, because I love when he like <laughs> he like. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Yeah, it's so it's the good. Fucking best. Raspy the cough, fuck, Caleb. 
Hey, good job, Thanks. kid. You got good a job. Way to go. Good impression. You got a skill. Very it's impressive. Not really marketable That's a special skill, skill if I ever heard but, it. You wow, know, it's whatever. I can't go into a job interview and be like, check this out, and then get it. Check this Although shit out. Although maybe I should try that. Maybe that does get me my next job. That'd be fucking wild, wouldn't it? I'll say can't hide. Uh, I still I still have a voiceover role that we need yeah to I thought about that, that like would, yesterday and was like oh uh, <laughs> fuck I've been a bad I person. you know I'm I'm planning like a larger film production to happen like Labor Day weekend so like that one you know has not been sure. has not been the primary sure. function of as it should but, not we'll, be. We'll, but yes we'll, we'll get, get to it, it. Um, absolutely uh, any any pluggable pluggles from the likes of you what did you call me <laughs> um, is that like a non magical <laughs> Yeah, 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 person. Yeah, we're xing out J.K. Rowling, so we're now gonna call them Pluggles instead. Oh, no, no. Take that. No, a Pluggle. Eat that, you a fart. A Pluggle is like a um, non-magical butt plug user. I only hit things that affect me. I don't hit water or old mayonnaise or a, or the air after a fart has dissipated. <laughs> Truly incredible. Um, I don't think I have any plugs. Um, I'm just happy to be back as we wrap it up. Bring this motherfucker into the station. It's wild. I keep looking at the list of episodes we have left, and I'm like, mm, not that many. Oh, that's short. Not many. Like, mm. Short leaps. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to plug other than. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, be gay, do crime. I mean, I yeah, that's most <laughs> Um, I can't do the first part, so I will just do more crime. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> honey. There's still time. This podcast. If Chris over. Evans or Hemsworth showed up at my house tonight. That's what I'm saying. See you. I don't think doing the deed is what makes you gay. No, I think being okay no, that's deed. not what I meant. Right. I just meant like I would cook them. They would. I would welcome them into my home. I just cooked them dinner. I you know, I'd show them a nice time. I'd be a hospitable oh, hostess. Watching Marvel movies, though, I'm like getting through them again, to, coming up on the end. I couldn't finish those movies with them. That would be awkward. In the room, that'd be, it'd be weird. It'd be, I feel like it'd be, it'd be me. So you, I'd have to come. They'd be like, I don't know. What, yeah, I'd be like, hey, watch yourself. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't really, yeah. really want to watch these, actually. No, I feel weird. Every time I watch a movie I'm in, I question all the decisions I made and I can't change. Hey. No. Why'd the editor choose that take? <laughs> that yeah. take? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The constant war between actors and editors. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, if, we fight. Eventually, one group <laughs> will kill the other. Um, the and the editors will win. Bad. Let's not joke. Yeah, come on now. Editors are hardy, you know? Okay. Have you met an editor? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> Have you, you met an editor? <laughs> Have you met an editor? Met an editor? That's a very good sentence. Met an editor. Disgusting. Uh, I will. I will say TV's Kevin Lanigan on all the stuffs where you can find me and my Sopranos themed thirst traps. <laughs> you know, and all the all the. Other <laughs> oh, things. I've seen them, honey. She's looking good. Uh, <laughs> I've been working out a lot. Um, oh, good for you. Anyway, and uh, yeah, and uh, patreoncom Kevin if you want to help me reimburse all the money I'm spending making a short film. Uh, it's not a small amount. Uh, so, no. uh, $1 a month, you get a bunch of extra shit, including a bunch of stuff with Cat Scott, who was, uh, featured on this very episode. And, uh, I will, I got a, I got a pop culture Whoa. recommendation. I like to recommend when I see something and I'm like, that's pretty good. I like to recommend that. Uh, a, a new film just came out in theaters, uh, that will, that will help finally put the Nick Cage good or bad debate to well, bed. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It is a, 
he's, okay, he, he's always been good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this this film is yet more evidence of that particular canon. Uh, it's a new film called Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's in I, theaters? It's in theaters right now. Uh, and I, this off to I, check it out. I do not want to tell anyone too much about it. The trailers make it look like John Wick with Nicolas Cage and a pig, which, okay, that movie sounds pretty good. But the it's so much more than that. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful, tender, lovely film in a way that I do basically nothing going in. But, you know, the early reviews were like, pig's great. And I was like, well, shit, I'll go I'm see I'm really pigs. excited. Um, yeah, it's fucking excellent. And I would recommend, and I like to, to prop up, you know, those smaller indie fair that kind of get eaten alive uh, at the box office these days. Um, right. Well, I so, mean, even the blockbusters are getting fucking eaten alive. Look yeah. at you, Black Widow. Uh, yeah. Well, did it not do well? I have no idea. It's like, it's oh, like. People are really confused. Yeah, it's, it's uh, sales it are like decent dying open off. weekend. And then second weekend, it went. Nothing. That was when you released the movie. He's been dead for two years. Yeah, it's uh, that. But also, like, if it's gonna be streaming and people are used to the streaming and they've lost that momentum, right? Yeah. The the, people that are like, I want to go see it in theaters. They're gonna do it when it opens, and then that's it. And that's it, right? Nobody else is gonna be like, oh, that's running. Let me just pop in. They're gonna be like, let me just go home. And I, I don't want to open up like a can of worms. I think the Disney Plus shows have been divisive. Uh, They're divisive, and and I think that it has myself included put a lot of people off the t- uh, the franchise for a little bit um, i mean there's also not to mention there's also an entire section of fans um who aren't mm-hmm. the diehard marvel heads or yes. comic book heads like some of us and who literally i once endgame came out they said to my face they're like i'm not gonna go see a marvel <laughs> they're like i'm done that again. was the end of these that movies. was it are you kidding me <laughs> like they were like i wanted to see the most insane crossover movie ever made in the entire history of blockbusters and they did and right. i did it so and now i don't have any reason to watch it anymore right they're so sort of there's, hoisted a, by their own petard now <laughs> they're like shit we made a big super movie. flux right now with it um and it's uh, yeah it's, i'm it's a nerd i'll keep it's, watching because i mean i'm a big special effects geek Sure. Special effects are, are good. And superpowers uh, and science and mumbo jumbo and nonsense. And, sure, sure, sure. You know. uh, all that all that sounds good, but it's just like, I don't know, it's a prequel movie about a dead character that I never cared about. Yeah, so that's post-credit tough, scene's that's the most sell. exciting part. From I saw it opening weekend. I saw it opening day, actually. Or like mm-hmm. the day before it came you out. You saw it on Thursday. Like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, the most visceral response. I'm not going to say anything. Thank you for yep. mentioning that. Uh, the most visceral response the entire audience did, the entire movie was the post-credit scene. All right, and if you've not heard the Marvel Cinematic great, Universe summed up in one sentence <laughs> before, you have now. <laughs> uh, but it's no, I, I actually really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest critique was the pacing wasn't quite right, but I think they did everything else. It's almost like there's right. a fundamental error when you have all the action scenes directed by someone who isn't the director of the movie. It's almost like that creates some inherent pacing issues inside of your side of your film uh but anyway we will be back next week Sheesh. Uh, with, i'm sorry like when you've got the no, action you're not scenes, wrong you're not wrong it, when you've decided I mean, what they look like two years before you've hired the director i just think there's an issue there uh sorry yeah. uh, I, no, we no, gotta, no, I mean you're touching on something that's real but i don't pacing is more than that it's fine We're, it's i mean pacing, is, pacing is a lot of <laughs> we want to talk pacing about it next is week like if we want to if we want to yeah exactly Let's well, talk about it next week. Caleb you, and I will talk about it. You don't need to participate, yeah, Kevin. I, will, I know you don't like it, so there's no. No, it's okay. I just have nothing to contribute. I'm not going to watch this movie. I'm just going to like read, <laughs> and then you two tell me when you're done, and then I'll. <laughs> yeah, you'll um, know. You'll know. You will learn by proxy, which I'll is how I did. 
for all of basically Facebook. That's not true. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. Anyway, yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week uh, with uh, an episode that oddly predicted <laughs> the quarantine state of the universe that we ended up in. Uh, it's uh, it'll be it'll be a fun one. Uh, but until then, pop up, <gasps> pop pop. And also with you. I can't. What a what an episode. I'm sorry, I didn't mute. Your lifestyle is alternative. Your influence is positive. You represent the changing of the tide. Inspiring to the young game and you'll never be ashamed again but there's another secret locked inside gating 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 i'm begging you to be a gating for the school boy gating gating